Hello, lovers. Welcome to You Gotta Love It, the show where you tell us and the rest of the world the things that you love that we might have missed, the show where you come to discover the best things you never knew existed, and the show where you force us to sit through the worst entertainment you can find and say, well, you gotta love it. My name is Koji. I am now a part-time race car driver and uh, full-time... I don't know. I don't know what I do full time anymore. <laughs> I am, you know, who knows? Full time uh, stay at home dad. I wish. I don't have a kid or a job that allows me to stay home. But <laughs> um, and with me as always is my good friend and VR intolerant yeah. Andrew Patterson. Just feeling a little fucked up from that project car session. I was like really into it and really enjoying it. But then when, as I was taking the thing off, I'm like, Oh, I don't feel very good. It's weird because normally when you play games like that and you have a car to frame you, you're, you don't really get sick, but anyway, this week's episode is going back to our comic book roots here in a way. The hidden gem for the week is a comic by the name of rat Queens. And the Gotta Love It for the week is a movie by the name of Tank Girl. So, um, let's just jump, let's just dive right into it. Rat Queens. It's great. I kind of describe it as like Mean Girls meets Dungeons and Dragons or something like that. Or like, uh, I don't know. I don't know how, like... (laughs) Yeah, Mean Girls meets uh, Game of Thrones I don't know. No, no, like that, you got it. You got yeah. the first time. It's great. It's, uh, Why don't you describe it? I usually describe the things that we uh, review. But you, how would I describe this comic? You just read it, so you'd have it fresher. Yeah, I don't know. I think that I think you na- hit the nail on the head. It's uh, ooh, sleepy, <laughs> sleepy, and fucked up from VR. Um, no, it's uh, it's like um, a funny. I don't know, man. I, uh, I think I really missed an opportunity. Sorry. In the intro, ahead. I think I really missed an opportunity to say that I was, uh, I don't know, maybe full-time uh, Teledonics user or something along <laughs> those lines. <laughs> <laughs> Should I continue that from the last episode? I really, really missed that opportunity. Anyway. Um, yeah. So no, the- it's really good. It's like a um, set in some sort of fictional fantasy world. Right. I think it's really important to make note of the fact that in this uh, fantasy town, fantasy world, very much like you would see in a video game or something, there's very well-defined groups of adventurers whose sole purpose is to go adventuring to the point where they're like, oh no, another like clean out the goblin uh, cave quest. Like there's not going to be a lot of treasure there. And then another team gets like the... To like a good quest rid the, rid the city of bandits or whatever and they're like oh yeah we're gonna get all that sweet bandit loot yeah. right so it's like almost as if questing and uh loot rewards and and all that stuff is commonplace yeah those one go- that one group of adventurers had to clean out the that like washroom the like guild's the toilets the yeah guild's toilets and yeah that didn't go well for them um 
But yeah, so but it's it, got great sense of humor. The comic is about these, especially if you're a nerd. Yeah, oh yeah. There's a lot of like nods and winks to a lot of nerdy stuff. It, it's a comic. Um, the comic's about these four girls or females, I should say, known as uh, the Rat Queens. That's like each each group of adventurers has their own name or call yeah, sign or whatever. Four Daves. Yeah, and so these guys, these girls are called uh, the Rat Queens, and there's a uh, divine magic user who's an atheist mm. uh, of sorts. Yeah, there is a halfling. Well, they don't call them halflings. What do they call them? Smidgens. 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 Sm- <laughs> uh, who's like a thief, but she's also an alcoholic drug abuser who loves candy. Lesbian. Oh yeah, and a lesbian. Um, <laughs> But she seems it's she's so funny because she seems so innocent. Yeah, even when she's using, like, she there's at no point is she like mean. No, she's always like adorable. But you're like, wow, you have a lot of vices <laughs> yeah. and are just. Also, they're all very violent. We should pre- like none of the, no matter what their personality is, they love killing things. Right. So the comic is very like. And then sorry, what was who's the last? Oh, the dwarf. Oh, the, so there's two more. There's the oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the the dwarf who is not a dwarf who refuses. She's a female, very like attractive, attractively drawn female. But uh, at one point, a family member comes by and is like, "And you refuse to grow your like traditional beard and all this other stuff." Yeah. Um, and then there's the I guess de facto leader who is a uh, elf. Who, well, I, yes, but I was going to say daughter of two necromancers, but refuses to be evil. So it's kind of like there's this group of, they're a group of like ragtag misfit females. They're all kind of outside the system type people. They like to get into bar fights and, and cause trouble. Uh, but this time they've gotten themselves involved in a conspiracy that seems deeper than just your average quest or what yeah. have you. But the Mean Girls was a good like it's very high school like there's not high school it's okay here would be an example it's like scott pilgrim meets like a a fantasy video game right in comic form you know it's like yeah because the way that they address what's going on isn't um they don't say like ye oldie and stuff but they're it's just not like it's oh not, fuck yeah. But it's not even just that their their attitude towards what they're doing. So they're like they yeah. might be in a in a very dangerous death defying situation, and they're just like it's like, kind of like Hellboy in that respect. Somebody too, gets stabbed, regard. and they're just like balls. Yeah, like when she oh yeah, my two of my favorite parts were when that assassin when she like cuts off both his hands with one swoop, and yeah. there's like no gross sound effect. It's just this huge speech bubble of him yelling dicks. Yeah, because both of his hands are severed, or like when. She goes to cast a spell at the troll and he just grabs her hand and just like crushes it and throws her like a hundred yards away. And yeah. when they go find her, she's just like, oh, like, am I in shock? How bad is it? And her arm is like <laughs> literally broken in half, like right. dangling from like a gross thread. And the healer's just like, yes, you're definitely in shock. <laughs> like so maybe don't look. Scott Pilgrim, next, but- the comedy is very much Scott Pilgrim-esque, but... Uh, I think we should say the comic itself is hyper-violent as well. Oh, yeah. But there's like a good four pages of the first trade that are just excessive violence as uh, the Rat Queens plus a couple other people fight an army of like trolls or something. I don't... 
yeah. goblins maybe with a troll as their leader and it's like it's not very serious though at any point in time no so it's a juxtaposition of the like the the seriousness in the form of battle like and Deadpool. violence but yeah so it's like a combination of a lot of different things to make something that feels fresh yeah it definitely does um, and at no point do you it's uh, not it's not pandering in any way i mean there are some points where it it, it does get really nerdy like uh, there's a guy named I think his name is not it's not Dave. The, who's the guy on the wall? Gary. I was Gary, just going to mention Gary. Right? And who just, told you that? Yeah. And then the troll just points. And, and then she's just like, "Fuck you, Gary." <laughs> and then at the end of that chapter or whatever, because we ha- we're reading the trade, it says uh, plus five. It, yeah, fuck you, Gary. <laughs> Uh, plus five to uh, plus five to all your roles against people named Gary or something. So there's like a lot of nod and winks to D and D or Pathfinder or what have you. Um, yeah, it's great. It's it's funny. It kind of reminded me a little bit, uh, just because I haven't read like a fantasy comic in a while. Mm-hmm. Warlands back in the day, Dreamwave, uh, the Transformers and Warlands comics. But I'm trying like, to think, I don't really read fantasy comics. There's a couple out there, obviously, mm. but. Uh, I mean, is east... Uh, no. E- no. <laughs> east of west? Yeah. I wouldn't consider that. No, I'm thinking like... Oh, you mean like high fantasy? like uh, Yeah, like swords and sorcery yeah. type shit. Um, yeah, it was... Uh, another thing that I noted on the back of the trade when I was kind of... Before I opened it up was that they were commenting on how women were actually portrayed in this comic. Like all different shapes and sizes as opposed to the sort of standard... Wonder Woman physique. Yeah. Um, which was interesting because I actually, that's something that I did notice or almost reading it on the back is kind of, you're looking for it subconsciously yeah. and it's true. Like there was like, it's kind of rare that you would see of uh, anything fantasy related where yeah. uh, a tr- there'd be a female troll. You know, you know what I mean? Right. Like it's like anytime there's something large and disgusting, typically it's like a male yeah. or, or even if it's kind of undefined, it's it's masculine. Um, but this had everything. It had like literally everything. Like there's like a uh, one of the other adventurers is like a they called her the a bastard. I think she's like part troll or part part go- something. The her name one? is Braga. The oh big, yeah, like, yeah, gray yeah. Gray skinned like psycho that puts the right. smidgen the, on her back. The alphabet is written in blood, or like. Yeah. Uh, the words are written in blood and I'm the alphabet I'm the or fucking something. Alphabet. Uh, you know, there's like, you know, the dwarf, short stocky, short, tiny, t- the sort of traditional elf physique, like very, all these different body types and different skin colors and like is kind of refresh. And like the same with men, like there was like, mm-hmm. you know, feminine, like they, they really, it looked like they really made an effort to like, not just show a gamut of races, but like, or like, oh, here's like a female gnome and here's a male gnome and they're the same except the male has a beard, you know, like right, the, right, even right. the comments at like female dwarves having beards. And at the end when she's like at the, when they're having the party and she just sees the other she dwarves that don't have beards and she's like, ah, you know, they don't even understand. Like it was like a, th- you know, yeah, like yeah. a. It was a kind of a fuck you to the he man. It was like a no. fuck you to the man, and now everybody's doing it. I might just grow my beard back. I still look hot with it, you know, yeah. and it's just sort of like. They really just were like, fuck you, convention. We're just going to draw whatever we, you know, create characters that fit into whatever categories we see fit. And Speaking of the party scene, I also really like the girl who's just uh, obsessed with reading her book. Yeah. That was pretty funny. No, I liked when uh, the elf was like, 
yo, you guys want to see something that'll blow your fucking mind? And she like, in, they have like that, like uh like hookah type the bong, thing, yeah. the bong. And she like casts a spell on it. Yeah. And then the, and she's just like, you're about to take a hit of like, of like, you know, whatever it is, like pure, like rune dust, something, something crazy. Yeah. And, and the girl, like, as she's about to do it is like, oh, is it safe? And then the ultra starts laughing maniacally. And she's like, fuck no. Yeah. <laughs> it just gets really serious. She's like, no, it's not safe. And the person gets like super fucked up on the, there's just like, there's a lot of like, gin, you know, it's just, that's sort of like, again, Scott Pilgrim or yeah. like, you know, Judd Apatow kind of like, well, you know, st- stoner humor mixed with relationship. I don't know. It had a little bit of everything, but it's Back was great. to what you were saying about uh, body types and representations of females and stuff. I think that, um, especially more recently with comics like Bitch Planet, mm-hmm. um, we've gotten more, we've gotten better with that. Yeah. And it it actually lends almost an air of realism to the universe. Mm-hmm. But it is a strong juxtaposition from the movie that we're about to talk about because <sighs> there are some scenes in that movie and I'm like, why is this even here? Anyhow. Uh, Let's yeah, do it. Maybe now's a good time to... Okay, to you know what's actually mm-hmm. funny? What we could have compared it to is mm-hmm. that Are You Gotta Love It for this episode, Tank Girl, yeah. is based on the comic Tank Girl, which is actually one of my favorite comics. And which, from a humor and uh, sensibility perspective, would have almost been a more logical comparison for Rat Queens, which is maybe why we are doing both of them in this episode. But, right. Like, t- I remember reading Tank Girl. Well, Tank Girl was, in, in my eyes, mm-hmm. um, and I'm not, I never really got super into it, which is interesting that you were into it because you're not normally an alternative comics kind of guy. And at that time, this was definitely an alternative comic. For sure. But it's one of the first comics that I can think of maybe outside of The Mask that that did this. Or The Max? Well, The Max is, yes, The Max as well. But like, especially you can compare it to The the Mask because it does all this weird off-the-wall stuff that isn't part of the... How do I put this? So, you know... In the movie, when they're, and we'll get into talking about the movie in a second, but when they're like pulling the water out of the guy's body in the mm-hmm. comic, when somebody did something like that, there might be a little fish swimming in there where like it, it makes absolutely no sense that that would be there. Yeah. But it's just there because like that's the aesthetic of the comic. It's one of the first comics that I can think of that did this sort of crazy off the wall yeah. shit. I think the way that I got into Tank Girl was when Gorilla's first album came out in like 2001. And oh, okay. I was like obsessed with Jamie uh, Hewlett. Mm-hmm. Or Hallett, however you, I can never fucking. Anyway, uh, and I thought it was just brilliant, and I soaked up everything Gorillas, and that's when I discussed. Because I mean, Tank Girl came out originally like in the eighties, so yeah, I yeah, was yeah, like yeah. too, I was like too young. But you know, the internet was a thing, and I discovered that I was like, I love this guy's art, I love his style, I love Gorillas, and I kind of went backwards. So Ma- at that, it makes more sense now. I thought you were reading it as like a kid, and I was like, what? No, at this at the time when I got into Tank Girl, it's like. It was almost like I would compare it to seeing a Guy Ritchie movie for the first time or mm-hmm. Tarantino for the first time where I didn't know. It's kind of interesting. It's still interesting that I like it so much because I didn't know that comics could really be like that. Right. And it was fucking hilarious. It was full of swearing and vi- like it was just like um, and, and I think mostly I just love the sort of style. It's very similar to Gorillaz. Uh, you know, he has a very. I wouldn't. It's, I think, I feel like he was one of the first maybe, but mm-hmm. a very unique way of like making, I love his costume design, for example, 
same with gorillas. Like all those characters have this sort of no fucks given that will just put an out, like, you know, I'm trying to think of an example, you know, like wearing like an astronaut's helmet with like a kilt and a fucking like yeah, yeah, leather yeah. jacket with patches sewn into it and combat boots with like, you know, fuzzy Santa Claus and like stickers or just like a lot of off the wall, a lot of off the wall shit, but it always looks wicked. So what I was going to say is it kind of the entire time I was watching this, especially because of the era the movie came out, Mm -hmm. just like imagine if, uh, you were watching Mad Max Fury Road or something, Mm -hmm. but it was somewhat of a comedy Mm -hmm. and starring Gwen Stefani. Yeah. And that's what this would be. Mm-hmm. That's kind of what this is, although it's not Gwen Stefani, but you know what I mean? Like, yeah, that same sort of weird fashion sense where it's just like, okay, let's just pull all these things together yeah. and it's going to kind of look, you know, off the wall, but also cool. Sort of punk. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there's and a lot of punk music in this, in this movie. Yeah. I kind of like the soundtrack. I'm going to be honest with you. Although Portis, there was Portishead and Bjork there also was, in there. In the there mix. was some straight up nineties shit in this too, like Bush. Yeah. I, so I, I gotta say I'm okay. Hold on. Before we get into it. Uh, as I do, I will just kind of give you guys a heads up as to what's going on in this film. So it's about a post-apocalyptic world where um, a meteor has hit Earth and decimated pretty much modern civilization as we know it. There's sections of what I assume is the United States um, that are just complete deserts mm-hmm. and people kind of Mad Max-esque run around uh, looking for water and food. Now, there's a giant corporation who has, you know, full structures, corporate buildings, factories, etc. They have all they control all the water and power. In fact, the company's called Water and Power. And uh, their goal is to dominate anywhere that has water and and control that water so that they can make the money. Kind of very ma- very much Mad Max Fury Road-esque. Mm-hmm. You know, except the bad guys are better organized. It's not a band of, uh, of, uh, reb- not rebels, like brigands or something. It's outlaws. Yeah, they're not outlaws. They're, it's a corporate thing. Uh, and yeah. so this girl, sorry. No, go ahead. Uh, this girl gets captured by them, escapes while stealing a tank, and then kind of drives around the, uh, the desert, fucking them up for revenge, and then meets kangaroo people. But anyway. Yeah, so couple weird things the com it's in australia in the comic which is why the kangaroo people exist Ooh. and in the movie there's i mean okay just to get this out of the way as with most movies that kind of i say as a general rule fuck a lot of shit up i feel like there's a lot of decisions they made to try to make it more bankable or relatable or like oh we need to adjust this for theater going audiences that were completely unnecessary to do um that that being one of them a minor one like you could make it anywhere but uh mm-hmm. that you know and they did they say it was in the united states yeah i'm pretty sure they did yeah. but i could be completely wrong about that um the other thing is that they for the, the one of the things that i loved about tank girl is that the comic that mm-hmm. this movie didn't have mm-hmm. and then we can talk about the things we like but um it, it was more like a comic strip almost you know, like each, if you collected in trades or currently like Tank Girl is going again, like it's been pretty consistently new Tank Girl stories have been coming out for the last like 10 years. Like there's quite a few. Who originally released Tank Girl? Dark Horse? No, I think it was, hmm. Before oh, you that? mean in, in over here? 
Yeah. I have no idea, to be honest with you. Okay, anyway. Um, there was some Dark Horse releases where Ashley Wood did it. Tank Girl, uh, when I was still in college, they rebooted Tank Girl with Ashley Wood as the artist of uh, Zombies versus Robots and fame yeah. and uh, World uh I was just curious because like this is obviously before image was the thing like who yeah who uh um but so it was kind of like a bunch of just little stories you know like it wasn't it in fact in some of the comics it would be a page would be like poetry or there'd be a page that was like a paper doll where it was like dress tank girl and booga and it was like you know so it was like a very like pulpy kind of a collection and there was sort of loose storylines but they'd only be like eight pages and they didn't always end in a way that made sense like maybe it's almost like c-lab where c-lab blows up at the end of everything you know like right something it just was like a group of characters they were telling stories with and the movie obviously they wanted that you couldn't do that really in a movie Mm -hmm. you could maybe do that in a tv show now but it was like they wanted to have a plot so they focused on a specific set of characters from the comics right to tell and then to tell a single narrative and I think that, unfortunately, it kind of, for people that read the comic, it kind of lost something there. And then for people who watched the movie, they still tried to maintain the off-the-wallness that the comic had. Yeah. And it didn't really, you know, it's sort of like those two things didn't jive. Either you you kind of have to go full one way or the other. You can't, like, half-ass it both ways because then you end up just alienating both, both groups of people. Yeah. So, you know, I, I'll just say before we start talking about the things we liked that I did not overall love this movie because I love tank rolls of things so much. And I definitely felt like maybe I was too attached to the source material. And I do not think that they did a good job executing well, it as a film. So one for the, the most part, there are a couple things I think w- they did. One of the things I, I, I liked about this film mm-hmm. is it, it felt very punk rock. Um, but it was no Hedwig though. After no, now that we've no, seen well, Hedwig, yeah, I'm course. like, fuck, like but, why this... T- the, the reason I, I I almost laughed when I first started watching the movie, the house that she originally lives in with her like boyfriend and the girl, I was like, wait, wait did they just get the house from Glory Days, and and, and just like okay, we're just gonna film Tank Girl here because it looked exactly like and like the the aesthetic of the film is very much like Glory Days, uh, but yeah, I it felt kind of punk rock, but also they did. They tried very hard to to pull in the aesthetic of the comic, like her kind of crazy off the wall attitude, and and um, ooh, uh, her kind of crazy off the wall attitude, and the the sort of costumes and stuff, and like the misadventures they find themselves in, kind of yeah. felt Tank Girl esque. So the three things that I did like, one of them is, or three of the main things I like, one of them is that. I mean, for all of the almost cringeworthy sort of dialogue and like bits in the movie that were kind of like, ooh, really missed the fucking mark on that joke or that delivery. Mm-hmm. They did, I think, a pretty good job of nailing Tank Girl herself's indifference to everything around her. Because in the comic, like she, it, like they just, they, they did a pretty good job. I think especially for the time that the movie came out and nailing that, like she really did not give a fuck about anything. Like she could be in the most dire situation and never once does she get like, uh, even when they're like, like torturing it, her. Yeah, like it's never she, serious. Yeah, yeah, it's never serious. Like when they pull her out the one time where you think maybe now you're going to see some like actual, the real her, 
you realize the real her is this unhinged kind of maniac. She pulls the, and she comes out and she's like, you got a booger, yeah. you know, I'll get it out with this finger. And like, <laughs> like, and it's not really badass. Yeah. You know, it's just, she's just nuts. Like, it's right. like basically the way Harley Quinn kind of should be. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to come back to that because I have a, I have a question, but yeah. So I liked that. I, I loved the animated bits. Fucking why didn't they I, make the that, whole fucking movie? It was so good. That was my next. It that was, was my like, next. You got a you, like, thing that loved I loved. Them. The animated bits were amazing. You, you know what else I really liked? Was uh, aside from the f- weird faces you're making right now. What's going on? I don't know. Anyway, what else I really liked? One of my ears just went deaf and ringing and the other just sounded like wrestling like intense wrestling well weird are you having a stroke i don't know but it's still happening and it's kind of freaking me out andrew's stroking out on the podcast um Fuck, where'd that come from? <laughs> um yeah one of the things that i really liked uh, as well and it's kind of pretty iconic in in not just tank girls art style but like the gorillas all the rest of that is the cigarette smoking and they always there's always a scene where the uh you know they're smoking a cigarette and it's kind of like cocked upwards out of their mouth you know what i'm talking about yeah and he he he, oh he is it she who who originally drew tank girl jamie hewlett okay or jamie howlett again yeah Uh, jamie could you uh let us know how your name is pronounced i still don't know is it howlett or hewlett um (laughs) there's always that kind of iconic image of uh tank girl wearing like the army hat and the cigarette and whatever and they they kind of they kind of got it going uh, a little bit in the in the movie, and so I give them kudos for trying. They also did some pretty interesting casting choices and went all out with the fucking kangaroo man, which we didn't even talk about yet. Iggy Pop also is in this movie for makes a cameo as a child rapist. Yeah, that's pretty weird. And he's only in it for like two seconds, and he grabs that thing from. Uh, it's basically the like clapper. The f- isn't that what it's called? What's the thing? What's that movie called? The series of movies that I can't remember. The horror movies. Um, that have those little Hellraiser? silver balls. No, the silver balls that like fuck you up. I don't know. I'm looking it up. I'm just brain farting right now. You'll immediately be like, oh yeah, of course. Anyway, uh, yeah. So the cat, the cast, Ice-T is a um, kangaroo man. We already mentioned Lori Petty as Tank Girl. Naomi Watts is yeah, Jet what Girl. What the fuck? That was crazy. That is crazy. Um, and uh, who else is in this? Fuck. People whose names you wouldn't. Ne- oh, well, Malcolm McDowell, obviously, as the bad guy. But there's some other people whose names you might not recognize, but whose faces you definitely recognize. Like uh, the guy from. Um, oh. House of Cards, who uh, owns yeah, the Frank. barbecue restaurant. Yeah. Yeah, he's in this. Uh, one of the one of the predominant characters in... Um, I just got confused about something. Hmm? And I think that Frank was actually the guy that was the, the, the morgue guy in Seven. And I keep thinking it's the other guy that's in The Get Down and Luke Cage. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Hmm. Fuck. Hmm. Well, um <clears throat> anyway yes another interesting cast and i feel like they really wanted this movie to be a thing i'm wondering did it get greenlit after the mask 
I don't know. What year was this movie? 1995. Yes. It, well, I don't know if it got greenlit afterwards, but The Mask came out in 94. So I feel like, because the, I, I, maybe a lot of people don't know this, but The Mask was based on a comic book as well. Mm-hmm. A, um, a Dark Horse comic, I believe. About, and in the actual the Mask comic, he's like an insane killer. Like he has the same powers as Jim Carrey had in the mask, but he does things like pull out giant hammers and smash people, and but like they just like explode into blood and guts and stuff. It's like not you, you know Jim Carrey's version of it. It's very dark and weird and whatever. And I feel like after that was a success, people were looking to strange comic book properties and were like, "How can we pull this at the screen?" I could be wrong, yeah. but that's kind of what I was thinking about as as I watched this movie. So anyways, another thing that I really loved as well, the very 90s feeling. Very 90s feeling with the Phantasm. soundtrack. Phantasm. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, the, yeah, like, yeah. The little, like, these things. Yeah, yeah. Ooh, that's that a weird it? movie. What, Phantasm? Yeah. yeah. Um. Anyway, what else did you like about this movie, Andrew? I liked until I saw the animation and liked it way more. I liked that they had actual clips from the comics. That was kind of cool. The clippings, the opening credits were a lot of fun. I know that's a stupid thing to like, but I'm a guy that likes cool credits. And this was just kind of like really intense music and bright, colorful. You know, it felt pulled right from the comics. Um, you know, they're uh, sorry, sorry to interrupt. They rem- they're remastering Phantasm and releasing it again. Uh, no, I did not know that. Mm. Um. Anyway, so yeah, there. I don't know. There was. I mean, <laughs> I don't know. the The kangaroos were pretty fucking weird. Can we but talk about another... the like weird sort of way that they tried to like shoehorn in kind of not sex scenes, but like. Well, see, that's another example of something that I think would be confusing to people because in the comics. At least as I remember them, I haven't, I own them. I haven't read them in a long time. Booga is just Tank Girl's boyfriend. There's no like intro scene where you meet Tank Girl and now she has purpose because there's a house where she had like a human boyfriend and there's like this girl she's trying to get back and everything gets destroyed. Well, all but of the stories I remember reading, they all, all have Booga. Well, she, she's already Tank Girl though in all the stories, right? The, yeah. I don't. I mean, I haven't read the whole series. I've only read things here and there. But, uh, oh, this is interesting, too. I was just kind of looking it up as we were speaking. It was actually originally released by Penguin Publishing, if you can believe that, which is, like, fucking no, crazy. That is that is weird. Um, but anyway, uh, she, I, I think for, this, for the sake of narrative and story, like you said, a lot of the actual Tank Girl stories are really short, so they, they wanted to do an origin story of sorts. So I guess it kind of makes sense. Yeah. The whole but, like leader of the kangaroo people who you never meet or care about, mm-hmm. and then he winds up dead at one point. You're like, who gives a shit? Yeah, and they're all crying. It's so weird. Yeah. Anyway, this that movie was poorly executed, but <laughs> had a lot of interesting ideas. Like, I I would like to see more movies take these kinds of chances. I mean, obviously Scott Pilgrim didn't do as well in the box office, but I thought it was fucking amazing. Yeah, I loved it. It's great. Yeah, they remake Tank Girl now. Who do you cast? Who do you cast? Primarily, who do you cast as Tank Girl? Because here's the thing. I was like, oh, Margot Robbie 
obvious answer except that now no she's i don't know not the obvious answer no anymore. no no even even before that i don't know if i would have chosen her do because like you can draw parallels between tank girl and harley quinn but not even necessarily harley quinn but like wolf of wall street her care like she's played a couple characters that are kind of like a little bit unhinged mm-hmm. and like you could picture initially i'm i'm saying let's get more creative but i'm just saying like margot yeah. robbie you know shave half of her head yeah put her in a tank prop she has that kind of like that gleam in her eye you know that like crazy anyway yeah it's tough though it is tough you know like if she was younger i would say not that she's old but like probably not tank girl at this point i i would have said gwen stefani i feel like in her in the heyday of mind you that's probably when this movie came out but like in the heyday of uh of her musical career she would have been a great choice um i don't know who do you uh like when you think of sort of unhinged comedy female leads who do you choose because you don't want them to go like Melissa mccarthy well but kate mckinnon (laughs) a, a lot of the female leads Kate McKinnon's not actually that bad, but like their styles of comedy. The problem is like the comedy that they excel at is a sort of like awkward nod, wink off camera type comedy. And this is like full blown the opposite. Yeah. You know, this is like, you need like the female, uh, Farrell or something, the female Gallagher or like, uh, (laughs) um, uh, carrot top or something. You know what I mean? Like, so Yolandi Visser from, uh, what that's so perfect oh my god you fucking nailed it were you just like you had that in your back pocket and you're like no this is it but i did think at one point uh i did not but i did think when i was watching it you know the scene where she has the sand shower yeah she's all like covered in the dust and she's got the hair that was such a weird scene there's there's specifically a sign that says clothing must be worn while showering yeah anyway yeah it's yeah but like she, you can't really see any whites of her eyes in one scene. I'm like, whoa, she looks like Yolandi Visser from that like cover of the album where she's got the yeah. the blood and the and and the way her hair was styled too. I think basically, you know what? I would actually go so far as to say, I didn't see Chappie, yeah. But I feel like you could just cast Deantward in in a Tank Girl movie, basically at like both Ninja and Yolandi Visser, yeah. And not have them even like be character like they would be characters, but like yeah. they wouldn't need to act different than they do. No, well, day to day because like you just be like, okay, we're gonna give you a sick tank, fucking go drive around and just like be yourselves, just like make music and do crazy shit. Apparently, Ninja was a nightmare to work with on uh, for Chappie. Yeah, because he was like he had, he has become his character. Yeah, so it wasn't good. Uh, I saw Chappie. I didn't hate it, but it wasn't. It also wasn't a good movie. But I would say that seeing Tank Girl now with Yolandi Vista as Tank Girl and Ninja as Booga would be fucking some next level shit. And you just get the crew that built all of this shit for Mad Max to make props for this movie. Just a slightly less evil looking, more goofy. Yeah. And then you just get... Uh, Alan Martin and uh, Rufus Daglo and Jamie Hillett to like fucking you know it'd be cool consult and make sure that everything's or it might be interesting as well is if they did that fucking thing with and you probably know what this is well you definitely know what this is called but like uh, what they did for a Scanner Darkly 
Oh, rotoscoping. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah I think yeah. you could do some cool shit. Uh, with Tank Girl. Yeah. Um, you know what else would be cool? Instead of a movie, like an adult swim show to like mm. capture this sort of episodic, just like random, like, like short, like short ones, right? Like 15 minutes long or something. Yeah. <clears throat> Cause like, um, in the more recent one, just to give you some examples, like there's a story uh, where there's like a mascot that Tank Girl just really wants to murder. She just hates this mascot. It's like a, you know, like a sports mascot or like a Barney. It's like the story arc is called like Kill Barney or something like that. And it's like they're not good people, mm-hmm. first of all, kind of like the gorillas, like they're either protagonists, but like they're not. She is basically just a homicidal maniac. Right. For lack right. Of a, uh, and the whole co- the whole story arc is just them trying to figure out the best way to murder this mascot and then succeeding. So, but um, oh, go ahead. then there's one more, the one that I always use an example to like explain the tone. There's a guy who has the Technicolor dream coat, like Joseph in the... Yeah, yeah. Time. But what it is is like a trench coat that has all these buttons and stuff on it that like give him different abilities or powers. And for some reason, I can't remember why, but earlier in that issue, before Tank Girl even ran into this guy, she like lost her shirt. So she has these like sticky notes covering her nipples. Mm -hmm. And when she's like fighting this guy at the end, she like kicks him in the nuts and uh, like there's like a little boop noise. And then it's just like the panels are like from here up from like his chest up for people that are listening and can't see me gesturing. And he's (laughs) like, if I'm not mistaken, the button that you just hit has transformed my genitalia into that of a blue whale so he's all like cocky because he's like look i got like this huge dick now and she just removes the sticky notes and he gets an erection and dies from blood loss because like all of the blood in his body (laughs) goes into his penis and it's like that's that's pretty fucking weird but like when you're reading it you're like ah (laughs) like this is just stupid goofy so let me ask you a question here Hmm. What How excited am I for the new Gorillas album? Very excited. What so sort of crazy comic book would you like to see as a film? And I don't mean, you know, whatever, like the Killing Joke or, like, like just something kooky. Yeah. Because as you were talking about that, I thought of another comic that I would love to see. Maybe not as a film. Maybe as a cartoon, uh, like Adult Swim. No. Oh yeah, Adult Swim or Cartoon Network or just like something in the in the sort of new vein of adult cartoons like rick and morty or whatever Mm -hmm. uh i don't know if you've ever read scud the disposable assassin yeah but that would be a lot of fun how is that not a thing i don't know wow such a good so good like fun idea way back uh, yeah well this is a kind of a different thing but remember earthworm jim too fuck that was a cartoon though i know that's what i mean oh it took like a ridiculous video game concept Okay, when's the live action one coming? Live action with <laughs> Jim. Just kidding. Uh, yeah. Um, hmm. I don't know. I'm just trying to kind of like think think of all the fucking outrageous. I mean, comics that I've read. There, there have been some comics that were outrageous that became properties that have now become commonplace. Like the original Ninja Turtles mm. was also hyper violent, mm-hmm. and uh, not at all for children. Mm-hmm. And now it's like fucking Michael Bay's Ninja Turtles or whatever. Fart jokes. Yeah, it happens. Fart jokes and pizza. Um, hmm. Andrew's hearing phantom noises. Leaves rustling outside. I might be like going. I might be getting. 
my mutant power right now. I yeah. might be having like a the VR activated my latent <laughs> mutant mutant my X gene. There you go. Um, we could uh, if we could raise a little bit of money, make a live action starring actual animals, samurai pizza cats. If you want, <laughs> samurai pizza cats. Fuck, fuck, man. I don't know. I don't. I don't. I don't know. Even I'm like, it doesn't have to thinking. be old school, right? Like, I know. Think well, about I'm the just comics think, you read now. I'm trying. Yeah, but like, yeah. it's still like mostly image. Like, there's not a lot of kooky stuff. I would say, but it's image mostly, has some kooky stuff for sure. Yeah. Oh, like uh, sex criminals. Yeah, that's yeah. kooky. Yeah. Or even uh, just a black science as like an fucking. Yeah. I'm just sorry. I was trying to think of things that were more almost like comedic or comical. Yeah. I'm thinking like Adult Swim, Tank Girl esque, like uh. But yeah, well, Desolation Jones, of course, but I've mentioned that several times on the podcast. Mm-hmm. I think that would be a great series. If done right, that could be fucking incredible. Um, Black Science would be an amazing show. I would love to see that. It'd just be a new version of fucking, uh, oh, you see, like you said, Quantum Leap. Oh, or yeah, like, there you go. Or even like Sliders. Sliders. Yeah. Yeah. sliders. Um, or... Uh, we'll take it to its next iteration, Stargate, if you want. Wicked and the Divine, the Wicked and the Divine would is not kooky, but Ooh. would make a great, um, probably not a film, but again, like a show, like a Netflix show or something like that. Deadly uh, Class would be a CW show. I, uh, <laughs> it, w- it, it would be though. They're just killing it, man. Everything that they're putting out is amazing. Oh, I, I well, haven't. I think that like the things that aren't amazing that they put out just flounder immediately. So you don't really know about it. Right, because like yeah. they, I get emails from them constantly, being like, "Oh, issue one of this is coming out, and issue one of this is coming out, and issue one of this is coming." Out. I'm like, it's like, how the fuck is? How do you do this?" Yeah, well, they're all like, create. Oh, Captara, Kagan McLeod. I don't know what that Chip is. Sidarsky. Oh, I got it. I got it. Headlopper. Have to be animated. Yeah, just get course. it animated in that style. Yeah, no, you can't, like, you can't. That can, couldn't possibly be live action, but like, oh, it's so good. Yeah, shout, shout to Andrew McLean. I need that to. I need to get great. That. I need to get that trade. You know, it'd be cool. Get Andrew McLean on the show to talk about lopping heads off. Well, to give us hidden gem and a you gotta love it, and yeah. then basically, I would just be fanboying out about. Uh, Apocalyptic Girl and Headlock. I was gonna say Apocalyptic Girl is a pretty good hidden gem. Fuck, so many. We're ta- we've just given so many titles yeah. in the last like f- six minute span. We've just been ringing off, not even really speaking anything of substance, <laughs> just like <laughs> geeking out between the two. Just like, oh, this would be good. Oh yeah, and this too. Not explaining yeah. what any of them were. What's funny is there's a lot of people that are like, yeah, I don't really read comics, but I listen to your show a lot, and I really like when you guys talk about it because you're really into it. But like, I don't really read <laughs> I don't them. Really. Read that shit, man. Yeah. It's, you might surprise. You might might be surprised. Headlopper would be fucking great, mm-hmm. uh, and it would be. It has kind of a kooky sense of humor here and there. Like, can somebody please bring back just the old oh. school sensibility from the MTV cartoons? And I, like I don't just head. Yeah, I don't. I don't mean like make those cartoons, but like the Aeon Flux, the head. But that was like a very like. It's uh, the same with movies, kind of. What like was late eighties, ninety, yeah. early nineties? There was like pe- almost like people weren't. Pay- it's like the people, the people with the money weren't paying attention. Yeah, they were just like, yeah, take this and just do something. And somebody's like, yo, I'll, f- yeah, I'll fucking do that. And what I'll- was the other show that was paired with the head? Because they're like that time slot was shared. 
Uh, wasn't it the Max? Oh, it was the Max, right. Um, so another great small comic that I read, a short indie comic that I read um, that I would love to see as a series of shorts even, I think would be great. Or mm-hmm. just I'd like to see more comics. I don't know. Maybe maybe, uh, maybe he's working on it. Um, is uh, a couple years ago at... Um, it wasn't TIFF. It was like a small independent sort of zine and comic festival that was held at the Transac. Mm-hmm. And I'm having trouble remembering what it was. Um, I got this comic by Sam Bosma. Bosma. Oh, cool. Dude, this comic is fucking amazing. Oh, I so think you were called, telling me about this Yeah, before. it's called Fantasy Basketball. And essentially what it is is... Uh, he combined oh what what apparently there is more oh i'm gonna look at this after the podcast but um he basically just so fantasy basketball obviously i'm sure as everybody's very familiar is like playing sports fantasy sports you know you like you draft your team and then you like can bet on it or not just play with your friends and how those players do in real life so goes your team but instead of it being about that, it's literally like an RPG, like fantasy, like a fantasy setting. Right. And it's about these, like this duo of dungeon crawlers, like a, a young sorcerer and this like big burly, like warrior. Yeah. From a mage's guild. And they go into this dungeon, but it turns out that the dungeon boss is like this crazy necromancer slash guy he's got a flat top but the challenge is they have to play basketball against him to oh, defeat right. him you were talking about this yeah, so yeah. so it's like fantasy and basketball mixed together and it is just great beautifully illustrated fucking hilarious you like, didn't get it at tcaf i thought you got it at tcaf no oh. i got it at yeah i mean i'm sure you could get it at tcaf i think it's been reissued uh uh or reprinted in like full color because it was just like a three or two color screen the one that i have is like a small like zine sized thing okay but uh it's just kooky enough that it would be hilarious you could have them again as i'm sure maybe has actually been done with the comics doing different sports Mm -hmm. you know but uh it was amazing i i thoroughly enjoyed it that that was pretty kooky that'd be good to see oh i gotta throw something out there for you yeah as we're on the topic of comics did you ever read Casanova? Yeah. Actually, so, you know your birthday gift? Yeah. Remember how a couple episodes ago Casanova came up? Maybe you don't remember this. And I told you that they had continued Casanova? I don't remember you telling me this because when I went into Silver Snell and I saw that there were more, I was oh, like, Oh, yeah. What? Yeah. So, I assume that you had Lemuria or whatever the first trade is. I, no. I just have the original, which is just Casanova. I'm oh. pretty sure. Okay, so I have, so I was going to buy you that because I saw that they had the hardcovers, but I was like, I don't know which one he has or yeah. what he's read. So I didn't want to like just buy the second volume or anyway. Yeah, yeah, So yeah. I ended up, I mean. No, what you got was. Fucking sweet. Even, That's, that would be another better. good one, Brandon Graham. Well, what's interesting is because I would, I would never have thought <clears throat> to grab that for myself mm. just because like I loved. Um, Profit. Profit, but I didn't, it's like hasn't dawned on me i and i probably should i was like oh have you started it no no oh it's by my bed though i'm waiting it would be perfect for what we're talking about right now Mm -hmm. i just didn't want to bring it because i don't want to ruin any of it but it's exactly that scott pilgrim rat queens 
Oh, fucking it's so weird tank girl yeah. like very much more like tank girl i would say there's like a lot of shit that happens in it where you're just like what the fuck what is ha- what is this what is going on yeah very strange world that he's created but very imaginative fuck there's fuck. guys that do there's people that are like addicted to a drug it's called chalk mm-hmm. um, but the more you do of the drug the more of your body turns into chalk and then you start doing like your own body so like you would grind your finger down like your fingers would be turning into chalk it's really weird shit like that that is not really super connected to the main uh, there's just so much stuff i want to buy all the casanova things immediately because i can't get them illegally um also oh, there's just too many comments there's too much stuff we're I, really yeah I haven't read where is jake ellis yet did you buy it? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I sent you that photo, remember? Yeah, I didn't know that you had bought it. You were in the store. Oh, as soon as I saw it, I was like, fuck yeah, I'm buying this. Of course. <laughs> well, I, it's so weird, though. They didn't even have the first one. I mean, it's BMV, so you, who knows what they're going to have, right? Mm. But as soon as I saw I was like, yeah, this is Kismet. Yeah, yeah. Got to get this. That would be a great TV show, too. But unfortunately, our miniseries or movie, I guess. Movie. Yeah, movie. Who, where uh, Probably the two of them together, because the first one's, I don't know if it's substantial enough for a whole movie. It did, well, it'd be uh, like a Daniel Craig, like uh, uh, Casino Royale to Quantum of Solace to uh, Skyfall kind of thing. I think it, it just hasn't. It didn't end on any sort of note. Mm. You know, you want It left you like really wanting more. I thought. Yeah. Anyhow, we're getting so off track here. What were we even talking about? Tank Girl. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, the movie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, we talked about things we loved, and then we went on a great tangent. Yeah. Uh, should you recommend people to check out Tank Girl? I don't know. <laughs> Maybe. I mean, like, do, mm, Maybe. Yeah. I think you could probably... Just watch the animated scenes. What? Just go yeah. on YouTube and, and, and yeah. Google Tank Girl animated scene or something. And, uh, well, I don't know if you would Google on YouTube. I guess you just go on YouTube and YouTube <laughs> Tank Girl animated scene and uh, watch those because... Google Tube, yeah, those are pretty Google? accurate to the to the cartoon. Uh, they're like exactly. I would be I would be surprised book. if it wasn't art directed by. Yeah, they're great. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't know. There's probably better. And make Yol- Yolandi Vista Tank Girl. You could read the more recent Tank Girl comics if you wanted a newer version of Tank Girl because they're probably a little bit truer to the Tank Girl. Mm-hmm. You know. Okay, well, uh, we just threw a shit ton of comic book recommendations at you. Yeah, in a very let's short recommend some space. music because I don't know that we need to recommend anything else. Because if you have read all of, I would be surprised if you read all the comics that we just listed. Yeah, well, that sounded really, really high horse. Like, <laughs> I would be surprised if you read as many comics as Kochi and I. <laughs> you know, I just meant like uh, that was like a lot of shit that we were like. I haven't even read all the comics. Some of the ones no. Kochi suggests. Anyway, I, I. I was just ranting about how I really wanted to read Casanova. Huh? Have you read Lock and Key, by the way? It's just no, I still st- haven't read it. It's come. It's just it's so tantalizingly sitting on your yeah. shelf, still wrapped. Wrapped in plastic. Well, because I read it all illegally, but then I was like, fuck, I need to own this. Oh, so sweet looking. Um, any, uh, anyway, recommendations. Music, go. You Do you have something? No, you, you go, you go. I, I think the last music that we played was mine, so. Oh, man. Okay. What I could do, actually. Here, I do have something. Musically, yeah. I don't know if it's a recommendation so much as um, I play in a band more occasionally now than I did 
in the past, and I think I might have played one of our songs previously. I did uh, when we had some one of my friends on who recommended it, but we just got some brand new masters back of our new songs, which I haven't even heard yet. I, I literally just got the email as I was recording this podcast, and so I'm saying, you know what? Fuck it. I'm gonna throw one of them on at the end. You know, hopefully they're good. <laughs> like I oh, said, you're gonna do that this episode. Yeah, why not? Well, I thought of a recommendation. Oh, Let's okay. Do it. No, you can do it. I'll recommend it next time. Like, I haven't even asked the band, but I'm sure they'll be fine with it. That, okay. So that's it. We're the cool. Maladies of Adam Stokes. Uh, you don't need to check us out unless you want to. Listen to the music and then you decide. That's yeah. right. Boom. Boom, boom, boom. And for you, sir, recommendation? Uh, the Avalanches. The band is The Avalanches. Can't already can't remember what their new album's called. It's not even brand new anymore. I think it came out a couple months ago, but I just got hip to it this past week when I saw their new music video for the song Because I'm Me, which is an amazing music video. It reminds me of like the early 2000s when there was directors like Chris Cunningham and Mark Romanek, Spike Jones on the scene making, oh, yeah. actively making music videos that weren't just like fucking, you know, girls wiggling around or fucking guys being rich like it was like actually like they had some substance they're more like short films yeah um it's very cute um but it's it's a great album and uh if if you're a fan of uh here we go you ready koji mm-hmm. if you're a fan of mint royale <laughs> no no mint royale would be like a good example or uh i'm a fan of, of like royales with old, cheese old like big beat uh, bands kind of like Fatboy Slim, that sort of era where there was like electronic music, DJ turntablism, yeah. but like that used weird samples and. Um, oh, you'll like this, by the way. Uh, I'm just gonna interrupt for just a second. Uh, Daryl and I were talking, and I was mentioning how I had gone to see a band called Moving Mountains, and I had described them as a mix between, or as a kind of like a a more post-hardcore version of um, Explosions in the Sky, but with singing. A m- okay. Right? Yeah. Uh, and Andrew, uh, Andrew, and Daryl was like, I don't know. You're, it's like, it's like, I'm, it's like you're Andrew <laughs> and I'm you and I have no idea what you're talking about. Anyway. Uh, actually, do you remember a song several years ago that went kind of viral where it's has that sample being repeated where it's like that boy needs therapy it, it, that of. sounds familiar yeah this that's the avalanches so okay this is like their new album and it's there's got lots of cool features on there danny brown mf doom there's like lots of cool um and equally weird and kooky mm-hmm. but it's just like a weird it's hard to define it you know I still, I still don't know that other band mint julep mint <laughs> or whatever mint royale they did uh do you remember the Volkswagen ad that had the Singing in the Rain remix? Kind where of, Where they like yeah. remix the scene? That was... Oh. So it's same, just in that vein, that sort of Fatboy Slim. I keep using Fatboy Slim as an example. There are tons of other examples, but I feel like that would be the example that most people that, you know... That's funny because as you were saying all of this, I was picturing Christopher Walken dancing around. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Even that music video. That's like the aesthetic that these guys have. Just weird... Cool. It's fucking great. Yeah. yeah. Sweet. Cool. So check it out. I think it's called Wildflower, the album uh, by the Avalanches. Um, and flower is spelt like you're cooking, right? 
I'm just, I no. just made that up. No, it's not. <laughs> I, I just don't, made I don't that think up. it is. Because that would be pretty great. Um, but yeah, with that, we'll uh, we'll leave you until next time. Mercifully, the show is over. Yeah, do you we can't just gonna, yell comic book names at you. What are we going to do next week? What are we going to do next week? What are we going to do next week? Oh, yeah. Um, let's do... Well, we just decided in uh, that half second, we just meant to, mentally telepathically had a communication and decided that next week's episode is going to be a special episode, a November birthday edition, because both Andrew and I have our birthdays in November. He is going to gift me a recommendation and I'm going to gift him a, or he's going to gift me a hidden gem and I'm going to gift him a, you got to love it. So the movies, or why do I movie? assume movies? No, no. The pieces I, of media. I was going to do a movie and then I was like, oh, maybe I'll do a video game. For this instead. week? No, that's perfect. Let's mix it up. So what's the uh, what's the hidden gem? I was going to say Jack Grind Radio. Oh, perfect. You know, like, honestly, I owned it for a period of time. Oh, okay. No, well, hold on, hold on. Okay. Owned it. And by that, I mean, you know, for Dreamcast, you could just download or burn games. Mm-hmm. So I had the Jack Grind Radio CD. Mm-hmm. But I'd never played it. And everyone's always ranting about how it's like the best game ever. And I, I to this day have not played it. Okay, cool. So that is a that is a perfect recommendation. Um my recommendation, or my you gotta love it, which is in my eyes a hidden gem, but for Andrew will definitely be a you gotta love it, is none other than and this is a kind of a tie back to a holiday that has just passed Halloween 3 Season of the Witch The the greatest (laughs) The greatest of the Halloween series So Oh man We should watch that together I think Okay We can do both together Oh yeah that's perfect Alright so Next week uh, You know if you guys want to Play along Check out Halloween 3 Season of the Witch and Jet Guy Radio or Jet Set Radio. Depending it's available on, on Steam as well. So it's not even that like there's like emulators at this point. You can play it for PC. You can play it for fucking whatever. Do you have it? I own. Yeah, I own it for Dreamcast. I own it. I, I, I own it and Jet Set Radio Future. Can we play it at your house? Yeah. I'm maybe sure that maybe, we could. maybe we'll do this this next. We'll christen your house podcast. I don't know if my Dreamcast still works. I have to hook it. I still have all this Mm -hmm. cables and stuff but i haven't yeah well we can figure out a way i mean yeah i'm sure burke would want to get in on this uh halloween 3 business so cool and then we really need to contact uh some people so i can get my hands on a sweet halloween 3 poster yeah Yeah. all right until next week guys keep on loving it We'll set our sights on the western feeling Set a fire to the television How could I go, or could I go, or could I? If I am over the feeling of I am over the feeling of If I am over
fight. 